What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello and welcome to another edition of the When Hope Calls After Show. I am one of your hosts, James Lott Jr., but I could never, ever, 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 ever do this alone. It's the lady herself, Miss Marissa Serafini. Hello, hopefuls and parties alike. Yes, we are here once again. Hello, James. Happy belated birthday. I'm Thank gonna bring you. And I'm drinking out of my cup that says 1969. It's facts from 1969. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you two facts. The number one song when I was born was... <clears throat> Ah, sugar, sugar, you can buy candy, girl, and I've been wanting you. So apparently, Archie, Sugar, Sugar was number one song during when I was born. That one, and the second, and the second, it's number two song was when the moon is in the seventh house and Jupiter aligns with Mars. You know that song? Nope. No, With the age of Aquarius, age of Aquarius. So no, she's, she's, she's young. You older folks up there know that song. No, I'm a Cancer, so no. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, Marissa. That's actually very funny. That's by the Fifth Dimension. It's called. It's from the from the uh, play Hair. Okay, cool. So that was it. So it's kind of fun. And the number one movie was um, Midnight Cowboy. Okay. Yeah, it was kind of, that, that was a big Oscar winner. It was the first X-rated film to do that. It's kind of weird. And then Barbara Streisand's Hello, Dolly. Yes, I mean, love Streisand. I love Streisand, the Streisand. So, folks, uh, we are here to talk about episode three of season one of Out of the Past. And so, overall, uh, what were your thoughts about this episode? I liked it. I think I liked how we got more backstory, uh, the whole Lillian Tess feud there, and the feud between their, or as we mentioned before, family feud. Yes, family Um, feud. Yes. Yeah, flirting, which we loved, and we got some answers too. I'm like, all right, yes, yeah. we posed a storyline, and we, we already got an answer. So, like, I liked how they already wrapped up a, a major story. So, we're, we're really, you can tell with this episode that like the wheels are starting to really turn, and, and the show is like really now getting off the ground, you know. I agree. It's uh, also, they're, they're doing a really great balance of, um, you know, sweet and drama. Um, you know, there's some icy stuff that's happening, but also some really touching stuff that's happening. I got a little teary eye at the end. I really did. Um, I thought it was kind of, it was a great moment. And we'll talk about that for sure. <clears throat> but I mean, I think the show is, I mean, again, I'm just, I'm just comparing this for now because this is new to Wayne Calls. It is a spinoff. I was, I'm really realizing they're setting their own identity compared to when called it's a very different show i mean i'm really i'm really seeing it and this third episode it started to really get into that so i can't wait to see more episodes to see how far it it does stand alone it can, actually could stand alone i mean it really could stand alone its own series stand alone it does stand alone but it's also very spiritual successor to when calls the heart because you see a lot of the same type of elements but just showed it differently i mean when calls the heart has all the students that you know all the kids that are super cute and now this show has the orphanage and all the kids, super cute, you know? So, like, there are some elements that are, it's the same concept, but executed differently. And I like it because, like you said, it does make the show very individual, um, even though it has the same themes and motifs as When Calls the Heart. I agree. I, 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 love, I love the cinematography. Again, When Calls the Heart does it too. They do it here with some beautiful shots. Of the fields, the home, and the riding the horses. I, lo- I love the way it, I love the way it looks. Way yeah, it looks. I love the color scheme. I love the color palette. It's very warm. Like it when calls there are some seasons where it's warm, and then some seasons where it looks more bluish, more colder for some reason. Um, but like I do like the look of this show. It's very warm, saturated. Yes. And in a That's way, perfect. very welcoming. Even though some people might not be welcoming, the atmosphere overall is welcoming. 
I agree. See, she's production, so she knows this kind of stuff. She, she knows it's that thing. Um, okay, so I, I think I wrote this. What I realized is the feel of the, I have my notes, folks, and I have my notes. And she has her notes too. Uh, so there you go, notes. Uh, what I realized is the feel of the two shows are very different. One was about a woman's arrival to a new town. This one's actually about two women, one from the town and the other not navigating their way through. Plus, they are never married. They're not widows. <clears throat> They're not, this town has a whole different feel. I just, I'm just, no, I was writing that down, I just noticed that. Very different feel. Right. So we open with the beautiful shot of the, I love that home. I want it. I want that home. Like, that's one of my type of dream homes because it has a wraparound porch and, like, already done. Yeah. That, that, like, I just need my house to look like that. I don't care what's on the inside. Actually, I do. But they have a wraparound porch on, I'm all for it. I'm all for it, too. All for it, too. Uh, Vincent needs shoes. So, once again, we kind of open with another kid needing something. And what I, and what I look, and what's interesting is I'm noticing a little theme going is that when the kids need something, it does remind, it reminds like Grace a lot of her past, which I love that. And I, I kind of caught a connection. It's like, when something comes up for them, it comes up for her too. And that's what's interesting. Mm -hmm. He has this reaction when she's looking, Grace looking at these shoes. And I realize she's still carrying her orphanage past a little bit. And that makes, that makes sense, right? Right, absolutely. And I also have it in my notes that it's like, Grace, you know, she's coming into this orphanage and like you, we know from the past that like she, she has really brought herself up and like she's hardworking for the reason because she had to support herself in that way. And when she was looking at the shoes, it just looks like she's not, I mean, she is on some level, she's used to having limited supplies, limited options, um, and like used to that Spartan life of, you know, bare necessities. But when you are low on money, but you really need something, can't afford it, what do you do? You know, and like she had that go get them attitude. They're like, all right, well, Vincent needs shoes. Let's do it. But I also like when she said, you know, in the orphanage, we didn't complain about such things. So she has that thought, and Lillian's reassuring her, like, well, this is not that kind of orphanage. We're going to do it differently. And I just love that. Just, to me, it's just a sweet, tender moment is that she is carrying her path with her a little bit. It's bringing something up for her. Um, and, but they're going to do it differently. That's what I would try. I because Lillian came from a different past than she did. That's that, and they're, they're really showing that this episode. They really showed that several times. Um, but they come together, which is the very much the hallmark, you know, way. Um, but I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, it's gonna be okay, girl. We're gonna we're gonna find some shoes. We're gonna work it out. Um, but it did bring up for like just memories of being in that orphanage. We're learning a little bit each episode what her life was like, and Lillian's life too. We're looking at that too. You can tell the difference between Lillian and Grace, and like they're they're different upbringings because Lillian, at some point in life, did have options. She was adopted, like she had a family, she had the means to provide, um, and all that. So, like, I think she knew what it's like to be afforded with the stuff that she needs, the necessities. So, like, um, just that feeling of like, yeah, I, I can have this. Um, and so, like, I think she understood the need of what Vincent um, wants because that is a good feeling once you do get it. And um, I, I like the differences between Grace and Lillian because, you know, it makes them work well together. It's a good balance. I agree. I move on. Yes, I agree, I agree with that. Okay, so we have um, Grace on her. This, this part was so cute. It was so cute. Grace is on her way to Joe's. And look who's behind her on his horse. It's Mr. Chuck. Fantastic. And it was such a yes. cute banter. I like. I love them together, I, and we've only had a handful of scenes of them together. But you know, it's already cute. It's flirty. We know that Chuck has already asked her out, so we're just waiting for that to happen. Um, I like it, you know. And it's, it's like, do I pass you? Do I not? I Are you following me? I thought it was so. It was cute. It was cute. It's yeah. like, they're grown-ups. They're like, they're like, they're like, they're being cutesy and they're grown-up, they're being cutesy and it's like, oh my God, oh my God. It's like, I just, I just smiled the whole time. The whole exchange made me smile. You know, yeah. with them. They are very, they're very cute together. Um, but so then Gabe goes out to see Miss Tess and ask her about her Palomino, which I want to see, I want to see, I love white horses. I want to see the Palomino. I want to see it. Then I'll show it. Um, and turns out her or Daniel are the ones who, you know, ride the horse. 
Um, and, that, you know, and, and so, and I love that Tess really does come to his defense. She's just kind of like, no, this doesn't sound right. No, that's her foreman. She trusts him. Uh, she, and I, I love that she didn't immediately just go to, you know, you know, turn out what how it turned out. But I'm glad at first she didn't go that way. Because why wouldn't she trust him? She made him a foreman. He worked for a long time. Somebody questioning, that's the first thing you would do is you would, you would defend your, your person, wouldn't you? Well, that's the first thing you would do as a good employee or employer. You would uh, defend your good employee to a person that you trust enough to help run your, your, your farm and your livestock and all that. And in the position of foreman, which is a very big, important position. Yes. Yeah, I think it's very – and also it seems very tough to be on the defense she she's not one to like put up with any crap with anybody. So if someone's already hinting or slash accusing of one of her employees, yeah, she's gonna fight back. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. And so she's always you'll dance to go in and see Maggie, the nurse, for his leg. So Gabe's like, okay, I'm gonna go do that. Um, and meanwhile, we learn a little bit a little bit backstory about Lillian. I, I feel like this, every episode we're learning a little more and more. It's like it's like pieces to a puzzle. Like I said, we're learning, we learned new stuff this week on this, on this episode. Um, Eleanor was the family's housekeeper. So I guess she inherited her, which I thought, that makes sense. Like, yeah. It makes totally. sense. Thank God Eleanor stuck around. Yeah. I was like, so that's good. Uh, we still don't know exactly what happened. <laughs> we, got, we got a little yeah. more later on. We got a little more. We just still don't know exactly what happened. We know a little more about it. Um, but uh, one of the, Fred is sick, one of the little kids. And um, she mentions oh, this turkey potato soup. It sounded so good. I was like, oh, that sounds so good right now. Turkey potato soup. That sounds good. Mm, yummy. Um, but they look at they find a little suitcase. They're in the attic trying to find shoes. And they're in the attic and they find this little small suitcase. And Elder's face, I was like, uh oh. When Elder's face. I knew what was in there. She's like, oh, you're going to open that one. <laughs> you're going to open that can of worms. <laughs> she had that look. She did have that look. I was like, uh oh. Yeah. And it, you know, they find they, you know find a, a sketchbook. So again, this show loves putting you know these shows like putting the women to be very I guess artistic, which is kind of cool. In both shows, a writer in one show, a sketch person over here. It's it's very cool. They give them some yeah. extra little talent. And and not to jump ahead, but that sketch of hers came into play later. Yes, it did. Like, wow, that that, that was kind of like a full circle kind of revealing moment, but which I. Like that was a small detail that became a bigger detail that you wouldn't think of, and that little Miss Mary doll. Yes. Creepy. <laughs> I don't know. A little, I'm not a doll person. I mean, I'm not a doll person, but I always think dolls are a little creepy anyway. I'm just like, I'm a. I mean, I like dolls, but I didn't like the creepy porcelain dolls. Nah, I'm more like the the soft, fuzzier kind of looking dolls. Not not so much a Cabbage Patch or American Girl though, but like you know what I mean. There yep. there are dolls out there that aren't creepy looking. I know. Okay. Marie Osmond, she had her dolls back in the day. There's two. Um, and uh, and so, but they find pics of her family. I love seeing the old pictures. How they do that, but they yeah. find one particular picture that literally is the whole episode. I mean, that this picture is part of the whole episode, mm-hmm. and that's of little Lillian. And then with the Stewart family. So we see Matthew, the father. We see Miss Tess. We see little Chuck. So her and Chuck, we know they grew up together. So we knew that part. But you see actually them with horses. Very interesting. Right. And it just made me think, I was like, Lillian and Chuck knew each other as kids. They're, they're arguably around the same age, you can yeah. tell. And it just made me think, I was like, were they ever a thing? You know, because when you're little, usually right. when you tell those kind of storylines, like little girl, little boy are on the same age, and years later they still have a thing for each other. I was like, could Lillian and Chuck ever had history romantically in that way? I don't know. I just thought about it. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't know. They grew up. They grew up. They seem really friendly. They get. They've grown up together. Maybe they're brother sisterly. Maybe they're. Maybe they're. Maybe it's just. Maybe it yeah. just begs the question. Well, this show is so mysterious. I like Chuck and Grace together. Oh, yeah. And Lillian Chuck ever had a thing. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, it's, it's just that this show is very mysterious. So I would not be surprised if that came out in a storyline one day or something right. at yeah. all. Um, so Gabe goes to Nurse Maggie 
and they have we see the new infirmary and it's a mess and, and she's like she's like sweeping or whatever daniel never showed up nope. and i i I'll tell you this office so i'm thinking no he's not bad it's like maybe he's running for some other reason i'm thinking other things so he didn't show up uh but i love what she mentions <laughs> I've been in other cities where they have a phone and he can call in and last second, Hope Valley has one has a phone. Uh, so it's kind of funny that she's like, you know, we don't have a phone, they call in and cancel your appointment. I, I, I chuckle. Yeah, well, I think it just shows that that town isn't up to speed yet either. Like the, they're still kind of living in the, the olden days where they're, they're not quite up to date with technology. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, but it shows like, that town is still so small that maybe they don't need one yet and need a phone. Like maybe they're, they're, even if they did get a phone, it probably wouldn't ring because it doesn't seem like all the emergencies are that are like um, have so many emergencies that would require phones. Yeah. Such a small town. It's a small town, very small town. Maybe, it, you know, they had a phone for the fire in the first episode that would have helped prevent a lot of things. But it just shows that that town is still too small to be really updated with anything. Yeah, that's true. I agree with you on that. That's true. Um, and then Lillian walks up with Fred. And, you know, Lillian and Gabe have like a little, a little quick little moment, but nothing really major. Just like a quick little, you know, he's talking to the kid more than he's talking to her, but you can see there's something there, of course. I love them together also. Same basis. It's Gabriel. It's Lillian. <laughs> they all comfortable. She's like, don't be comfortable. Constable. Constable. Um, and he's a mild fever. And so, now that's another thing. I was surprised they didn't make it more. I was like, they, because, you know, this show likes to do, other shows like to do these where the kids can say, they, really didn't, they really didn't make it any more than it was. It was like a mild oh fever. God, don't put a kid in peril in the third episode. Yeah, I know. So they didn't. So they didn't. I was like, okay. <laughs> Just give us a season. <laughs> I love it. Um, and here's the part that made me happy. So, folks, I got, before I even get to this part, I have to tell you briefly, if you don't know what I do otherwise, I am the super organizer. I'm a professional organizer of 11 years. I'm certified in many different areas. And that's kind of the bread and butter of my, my, my money that I make is as an organizer and life coach. Um, so anything has to do with organizing, I get giddy with excitement. So I saw this part when Lillian decides to stay and help organize the infirmary. Yeah. And I put in my notes, James moment. Because my moment. And this I was, was like, moment game, only James and all the super organizers out there would love. Yes. And I was like, okay. So I was thinking, this is how I could do it. I was like thinking in my own way how to do it. And I love the fact that she alphabetized them, which to me, I would have done also. I, have also, I actually have organized medical offices before. So I would have also, because back then, they didn't have, they didn't have as many different things we have now. Um, but back then, it would have been easier to find. So it would be calcium here and this over here. I love the fact she had all, really, with the little note. I saw they had the little note cards too, folks. They had little cards. They had little cards. They looked like this, but they were little cards. They were like little, they were like little cards. They were little cards in front. I just love that. Little cards. placards. Little placards. <laughs> placards. I like the word placard. Little placards. All signs and, and lighted placards. They always stand on planes all the time. Um, so, but no, I was like, I just thought, what a cute idea they did. It. And I'll anyway, let's get to the boxes. So I had a, I had a little geek out moment because I just thought it was kind of cute that they did that. Um, yes, that was your moment. <laughs> yes. So meanwhile, we have Ronnie dropping things at the, causing a ruckus Poor and Ronnie. noise at the restaurant at the hotel. And I, that's where Grace gets the idea. call him Bazzy Ronnie from now on. Hey, Bazzy Ronnie. That's, that's so funny. See, so. Bazzy Ronnie. <laughs> So Grace comes in and saves the day. And so she's like hiring. And she's so she's so like the forceful one. She's just like, this, this is, this, I can do it. This is good to me. Um, and that, that restaurant was busy. Very busy. I'm surprised he didn't have another waitress on hand or wait her on hand. I'm like, have you been doing this all by yourself? No wonder why you're dropping a million things if you're right. the one. I was thinking the same thing. I was going, there isn't another waitress. It's kind of okay. It's just, it's just. I mean, you're the owner, so yeah. But okay, I guess. I mean, it puts Grace in a good position to help him, and I like her assertiveness because I wish it was that easy to get a job. Oh, hello, I know. Hello. Without background checks and IDs <laughs> and all that, like today. Yeah. <laughs> it's not uh, gonna be that. Yeah. But 
Um, I, I liked how uh, she was like, well, I'm here, and I was already helping you, so I might as well hire me. Um, and which, which is, you know, so fortunate because she needed more money for the Vincent shoes. Like, there you go. Opportunity presented itself. Yeah, she saw those shoes at Joe's, Laura, if I mentioned that. And so she did a little too much for her. So she was like, I was determined to make some money. Right. And it's so crazy what you think. One, a dollar ninety is a lot of money. I know. Times have changed. Girl, when I, okay, I, I just had it, folks, I just had a birthday yesterday. I'm 51 years old. Yes. When I turned 19 and I got a weight, a weight job in a restaurant, ironically, minimum wage was $3.35 an hour. Woo! And I laughed because my apartment, my one bedroom apartment, was three hundred dollars a month, and I was like, "That's so expensive." Yeah, what are you going to say? Oh, like my first job, I was a, a dishwasher. I oh, was even was dishwasher. Minimum wage was six thirty. I remember that. I remember six thirty. Remember that. So it's kind of funny, just like thinking about that. How times times have changed. Yes, I used to get candy. I used to get candy for fifty cents. Well, yeah, I remember my first paycheck. I was like. What? I have money? Yeah. All right. It was a great feeling. And I've been working since. Yes. I've never stopped working. So we'll say, I've been, since I was 15 years old, I've been working. Yeah. And I remember, back then, there was no direct deposit. I had to go to, a, I had to, go to the bank and cash my check. Yep. Same. same. I had time cards. I had to do a time card to punch that time card. Stamp it. Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of funny to watch this stuff. I love watching the, like, you, I catch the little things. I like those little things. Right. Um, so anyway, so she so she's doing that. Chuck comes in to eat, of course. That's his that's his uncle's place. He comes in, and they flirt some more mm -hmm. while she's busy. But he observes that she's really busy, um, and so he he says something to his uncle, which I probably would have said. I probably would have said something too. I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't mean to stop. I've been thinking like, hello, like you probably should get another waitress in here. And he, I mean, Ryan's like, you tell Ryan's a little cheap. He's trying to play it off like, what do you like? What do you mean? Oh, like, God. I've worked for cheap bosses, and you know which one I worked for. Oh yes, and. Um, and I completely understood when uh, Ronnie was like, you know, you got to make some money around here. I'm like, oh, I can't stand bosses like that that just work their employees to death, work them like dogs, spread them too thin, and they don't get money. They're like, they get crap, to, uh, like just a crap amount of money, and then they make the, the profit themselves. They're like, oh, is Ronnie one of those bosses? I know, I know, I know. I, I, I kind of was like, I was kind of, he wasn't the bumbling guy that I that the first couple episodes they were trying to make us believe I'm like him there's something going on with him I think he's a cheapskate exactly. I think he is but maybe maybe not like him as much as I did before I mean, like, oh. he's likable. his personality is likable but yeah. the way that he, he's running his business which eventually if you, you just keep working your employer employees to death then you know you're not gonna have a business and also look at that first day the food wasn't good I love that Chuck was cute about it. He was cute about it. But, like, the food was cold. It wasn't good. I mean, it's like, I'm like, yeah, I, I worked in restaurants when that happens some days. I remember how that goes. Something was messed up. But yeah. I liked how Chuck had the wherewithal to know that she was already stressed. And he's like, no, my food's fine. <laughs> Made me like it more. Made me yeah. like it more. I'm, I'm there. Um, so we'll go back. Oh, go ahead. He took her emotions into check. Yes, like he did. It. He did. So go back to Tess and Chuck, because Chuck goes back, you know, back to his mom, and he decided to look for Daniel, because he did, you know, he's not, and they go to, they go to his house, I love to open the door, and there's Gabe, already there, mm -hmm. like, hi, I'm here already, yeah, what's going on, yeah, um, but it was like, you, you know what? Doing my job. Doing his job, so he was there, and it looked like Daniel left in a hurry, so it's like, okay, they mentioned Littleton, so are they new Colorado? I'm trying to think. Know. A little, I think it's a Littleton, Colorado. Folks at home, tell me. I think it's a Littleton, Colorado. So I'm just thinking, are they? Are, we don't know where they are exactly. So I heard they're out in the West, right, somewhere, but I don't know where. They say Clearwater, Littleton, I think another town that I can't remember the name right off, right off the top of my head. But yeah. I, we, they still haven't specified a specific location. No. Unless they said it when, when Calls the oh, Heart. The heart. I'm trying to remember during that Christmas episode. Oh, it's at a specific location of their orphanage. I, I should. Uh, I know. Oh my God! This next scene, I would like, killed me. Pearl gossiping about Daniel. Oh jeez. Uh, and all that stuff. And what's going on there? 
And then Kim Newsom gives his two cents. He's like that fly on the ointment. Just give his little two cents, stirring, stirring the pot up. And then mm-hmm. Tess walks by. That actress can give some looks. And I'm like, you go, girls. She just gives it. She gave him a look and kept on walking, kept on stepping. Mm-hmm. She does she does it really well. You said she's a nice person in other shows. Like, she's really nice in other shows. She always plays, like, nice characters. But to see her kind of uh, cold and unwelcoming and just kind of, like, mean in a way, it's very, uh, very new. I haven't seen her as an actress of that caliber. No. Oh, right. So I think it's good. Someone different. Sorry. I had a nap. I had a nap that came by and I killed it. <laughs> They clapper. They clapper. Uh, no, I had a nap. Sorry, folks. This is, this is home life, folks. This is home life. Um, but yeah, so that so they so Pearl they got to say that that happened. Um, Lillian is looking at that picture, and then Eleanor reveals a little piece of the puzzle. It was an accident. The Mounties found nothing wrong with the bridge. <laughs> We're getting a little more. We're getting a little more. Collapse with Matthew on it. Matthew, her husband. And she's been bitter ever since. <laughs> yes, she was. But yeah, we'll get, we'll get to that scene too. If scene. I lost my husband, I'd be upset too. Oh, yeah. But, um, I love how everybody else is saying it's like she just wants someone to blame. And right now, it seems like Lillian's the only living person that's in her vicinity that was related to that accident. So all the blame's going to Lillian. It's like, where are Lillian's adoptive parents? You don't know. Um, so Grace comes comes home, says she has a job. She made $3, so that's kind of cool. Um, they put Vincent in some shoes. That's kind of funny. They're really big. Um, now, back at the restaurant, we got Pearl telling Grace. I love the line she tells her. I remember when I had your energy. Uh, enjoy it now. I started laughing. I said, that's something I would say. I know exactly what she said talking about. I love it because she was running around. Mm-hmm. I remember that too. I was like, because there was a moment in this episode, I was like, all the stuff that Grace is doing in a day. Wow, I'm I'm just exhausted watching her. But I just remember like five years ago, I used to be doing that. <laughs> so That's I'm like, right. yeah. it, 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 I don't know how old um, that that actress is, oh. Jocelyn and Houdin, but um, I was like, I remember that the the energy you get, the natural energy you get when you're younger, when you're 20s. I, I feel like I'm old. No, I'm just saying this. Yeah, I know. It's, 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 it's very funny. I used to do five and a half million things a day and not be tired. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that, too. Um, and then they had a little cute moment, with because the kids are always cute, with Fred saying he didn't want to go to school. He saw a fever. And it's kind of cute, though. They're like, I, I, I still got it. We're going to find that fever, and we're going to get rid of it. I, I kind of laughed. That was cute. Yes, I got to go back to bed. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was cute. Um, Ronnie and Grace talk. Grace, again, Grace is just like, here's, here's, some, here's what's going on. And he mentions that uh, Chuck told Ronnie what he had said. Ronnie told Grace what he had said. Although she was like, first of all, he's not my fella. And blah blah blah. She was like quick to she was quick to the draw on like shutting that down. Yeah. Don't play with my job. She's like, don't play with my job. Right. Yeah, and, thing. yeah, and just because he's family doesn't mean that like I'm already uh complaining to him and whatnot. I'm like, I like how she she's very uh, honest with people. Where I feel like a lot of people might brood or just um take it internally and not say anything. Um, but she, she's a person who's very straightforward. If something's bothering her, she, she'll let you know. And I admire that because not a lot of people have that courage to be so straightforward and honest with people. Especially I, she's still new in that town. She is new to that town. But I did chuckle when she was going off on Chuck. I, I laughed a little bit. I thought it was kind of funny. But she told him about himself, don't, don't be going behind my back. Don't do this. I, he's gonna, now he's going to think that I went behind his back. I mean, she just told him all about it. And the way he was standing, it was like, okay, okay. And I started laughing. I was just kind of, to me, it just made me laugh. I was like, mm-hmm. And she's like, um, and so, but she says a line that completely is, a, is like, this is her. I don't need anyone to look after me. And we, later on, she talks to him and apologizes. She talks about how my sister's doing that. She said, she's having to learn to let people be there for her. That's a total orphanage trait, I'm sure. Compl- I totally understand that. But I know she says that, that she storms off. And, you know, I was chuckling. I wrote that line of going, there's something in that line 
that that's that's Grace's. I'm strong. I do it myself. You know, you can't complain. We're learning more about her past. We're learning how she grew up. Well, we know that she had to take care of herself. It yeah. was her and her alone. I mean, she never uh, had to ask help, or like she couldn't ask help because there was no one there to help her. So getting help from other people, it's new to her. And she has to remember that there people aren't out to get her. It's not a doggy world, right. you know, a dog world um, for her. So it, she she's still warming up to the fact that, like, she has to welcome help. It, and I completely understand. I'm the exact same way. I hate asking people for help. I will, I like, I'll get upset and people will understand. I will get upset, but, but I still manage to figure it out. And people are like, can I help you? I'm like, no, I'll figure it out. <laughs> It's my problem, not yours, you know? <laughs> no. Y'all never have actually worked with me, but I, I'm actually that kind of person where, like, I will learn. If it takes me five hours to figure something out, I will do it. Yeah. That doesn't require me to have need to ask someone else. Yeah. So I understand that, like, if someone was trying to help her without her, um, without her acknowledgement or approval, yeah, she's going to get upset. Yeah. I agree with that. I understand that. But she did overreact a little bit. He was trying to be nice. Like, she admitted that later, but, yeah. I, but I got... I got you. The, good, the intention was there. Okay. Um, oh, and I, and I after this part, too. So, well, I don't know his name. I, don't, I didn't catch his name. But this guy was all like, well, Daniel ain't here, so let me be... A, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, of course. <laughs> he was kind of like, yeah, I want to be a foreman. You know you need a foreman. And Tess was like, oh, you... And she said, oh, you work fast. You move quickly. Yeah. That guy was trying to get in there. Dude, I know these people too. I think you know which I know them, I know them too. Yes, I know them too. And I, I chuckle you know, I chuckle though. You know, to, to have the, the gall to even like first of all, you don't even know where Daniel is. Right. Just because you don't physically see him doesn't mean he's not out there doing his job, even though we know he wasn't. But like just the, to have the, the gall to be like hey, he's not here anymore, so can I have the job? Whatever. I'm like, get out of here. That's what, well, that's what Tess basically was saying. She was not, she was not having it. She was like, yeah, whatever. And then later, he had to talk with Chuck. He a little salty. Uh, like, well, you know, who she really wants to be the foreman. You know, I try to, I try to, you know, I try to let, you know, I'm like, that's the son, folks. That's her son. Sorry. Mm-hmm. He comes first among anybody else. And I mean, I mean, you can't compete with that. Um, right. but I know folks are like that, too. Mm-hmm. To make them feel guilty. I, I had a little side note. I so my mother worked at a job, airport police, the airport, and so and they all, they all called her mother. They all kind of called her mother and stuff because she was the oldest one there, and she was very very well as a airport police, airport the police dispatcher. She was very well liked, all that stuff. And so then I didn't live here. I was in San Francisco, so I come down maybe three or four times a year. And when I came in, they got a little jealous the attention that she was giving me. And I, I, I tell them, uh, she's my mother. I, I'm like, hello, she gave birth to me. Uh, they all call, and you guys all call her mom and everything, but she's mine, so it's my turn. I had, to, I had to let them know a little bit. Like, we get a little jealous and stuff. And I'm like, when I'm in town for a few days, yeah, you guys are all dead now. I'm, I'm with her now. She's mine. I'm holding my on turn. to her. My time. My time with mom. So I do know. Um, yeah, happy birthday to your mama, too. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. Because they're too. See, Mother's Day. I, I was her best Mother's Day present ever. 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 That's Benita. Anyway, so I saw the guy reminded me of that. It just reminded me of that kind of person who's even a little jealous of the son. And I was like, because you have time with all your vet stuff. And I'm like, he was like, he was really snarky. I was just like, oh, okay. And you want to be the foreman? I'm like, she shouldn't choose you. I'm like, I don't want to be a foreman at this point. I don't like him. Fire him. Fire him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, so okay, so back to you. Oh, this part. This part was good too. Okay. Uh, oh, we learned. So we learned. Okay, let's see. I was like, who's texting me? Let me go. Okay. So Tess is still def- is defending Daniel, so which is good. Um, and then Lillian and Chuck went into each other, and I thought it was kind of funny because he got he's like a little defensive, like, "Are you gonna yell at me too?" And she's like, "For what? Like, what's going on?" And it's like, whatever. But she shows the picture. They reminisce a little bit, um, and she wants him to give a picture to his mom, but he says, no, it should come from you, which I, I agree with completely. It should come from you. I know it's scary, but it should come from you. I like that you gave her that advice. So, I, uh, yeah. I, I think the 
really good because that kind of establishes like yeah they're they're good friends that they can trust each other and offer good advice in that sense so yeah, I, mean, I, it, I think it was answering my question like were they ever a romantic thing because like i had that earlier in the episode i was like yeah they're, they're good together just for like friendly advice I agree. I agree. in a very platonic manner i agree um and then and then lillian this this scene was very touching i thought when Lillian shows, well, she has, she's sitting there with the pictures and Grace comes in, comes up on the porch and she shows them the one picture, which is them from the orphanage. And, and Grace, I guess, was so young, she doesn't remember the, doesn't remember the picture being taken. And again, you can, just, you can just feel, I don't know if I could, I didn't know what word to use. I wrote tension, but it's not really tension. It just felt like it was like a very, just people from two different walks of this feeling two different things. And Grace is feeling, because she's in Lillian's old house, she's in Lillian's town. It's like literally, it's just Lillian has the advantage, so to speak. Um, she's kind of like feeling all these things. And when, and I see at that, but and Lillian was holding that box, the rest of the pictures, it was like, can I see it? And I'm like, oh, like, oh, yeah. And they both I don't beautifully. Want you to feel bad. Like, I don't want you to feel bad that I had a better upbringing. Um, and like, and I liked how Lillian, that, that was a very sisterly thing to do to um, be aware of how Grace might feel because some people might not react as well as Grace did. Some, oh. people, some people would immediately get bitter and, and jealous that like, oh yeah, well, good for you that you had all this that I never had, you know. Um, but I liked how Grace was so willing to learn more about Lillian's background. Yes, yes. And, and, and it did, they come together. It's just kind of like, Lillian's being sensitive to her feelings, which that helps. And so now Grace is learning more and more. And, and she's including, and when she says, you have such a beautiful family, because I still do. I got a little teary-eyed. God bless America. I did. I was like, that was, I love that line. It's like, you did. I still, you're my family, girl. Like, hello. Love that. I loved it. Loved it. That family. Yeah, loved it. Yep, good moment. Good moment. Um, then we go back to actually, we actually, you know, Gabe finds Daniel, and he finds him. He didn't go. They didn't go that far, I guess. He finds him, and <laughs> what? He, he was in the woods, not like being aware of his surroundings whatsoever. He's like, I'm just gonna camp here for the night right. and follow me and find me. Um, but I liked how the scene played out. Me too. Me too. Um, and even then, though, I was still like, no, he's like, no, and he found the branding iron, but I was just like, no, there's a, there's a bigger, re I think there's a bigger reason, there's something going on, I was like, no, that's fine, you, you captured him, okay, bring him back to town, we'll, we'll find out everything, that's like I'm saying, I said, we'll find out everything, so that was fine, but we learned a little more, that, that the accident, the fire was an accident, he knocked over the lantern trying to get out, but he was in the cattleman's club. So so he was in there. He was dating. So he was already breaking and entering. Yes. And then he caused a fire, which is, uh, well, I can't say arson because arson's right. intentional. Right, right. But it's. It led to a bigger misdemeanor. Yes. So, yeah, anyways, he, he's in serious trouble. Yes. So that's fine. Um, meanwhile, Back at the ranch. No. No, meanwhile, back at the restaurant, Grace again surprises Ronnie with a little lunch and she talks to him, again being assertive. And says, if I have a problem with you, you will hear about it. Mm -hmm. Alrighty. He's like, got it. I still, as a boss, I'm not sure about him, but that's fine, that's fine. Um, back to that picture. Ronnie, oh, I'm sorry. I, I think Ronnie's nice enough to take Grace's... Um, I hope so. Because Ron, Ronnie needs all the help. He's really not in a position to fire Grace because he needs Grace more than Grace needs Ryan. I know. Um, so I, I think he was very open to be like, okay, noted, message received, just like Chuck said. His chili looked good, though. <laughs> See, folks, it's all about food for me. I'm telling you, it's all about food. I'm looking going, no, he looks like he's eating chili. It looks really good. Anyway. Add more salt. Add more salt. As I said, add more salt. Um, and also, he's offering room service. So, yeah, he needs, he needs help in there. We get a couple of waitresses in there. I don't want her working herself crazy. So I'm already feeling for Grace already. I'm already protecting her already. 
he's already taking care of children, which is exhausting. Right. Hello. Right. Um, but then we go back to that picture. Lillian runs up to Tess. And while Tess is actually, this is beautiful saddle they were showing. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a horse rider, so I saw the, I saw the saddle. It was really pretty. Um, I was just thinking, God, if that really was from back then, I'd love to have that saddle. It would be so beautiful. But it's from a horse that they had a little moment, a little cute moment. And then a little crack in the armor. There was like a little, you know, a moment of how, you know, you used to ride, you rode that horse, and it threw you off, and it broke, and there was like a moment, a little moment. But then, when she shows you the picture, and you said this a little earlier, I, I just want you to forget, I haven't forgotten. When I look at this and you, it reminds me that I lost my husband, Matthew. I was like, oh, it's about a knife in the heart. Right. I'm like, wow. And like, just call me Elsa, I'm frozen. Right. Right. Yeah. And the problem is like Tess won't ever let Lillian forget it either. No. Like, Lillian's not gonna forget it. Tess obviously is not gonna forget it, but it is very unfair on Lillian that you're putting all the blame on her. I know. Or at least the misplaced anger on her. <sighs> it's crazy. Um so then, which I thought was kind of fun, the mu I wrote this down, the music, the the way they shot it. We have Gabe and Daniel re-entering town on their horses. Daniel, of course, shackled. They're bringing them in. And the whole town starts gathering around. Everybody's like, ooh, gossip. What's going on? They start gathering around. Um, again, I'm still thinking, okay, they're going to bring them in. We got to figure this all out. You know, we got to see what's going on. He's like, Tess, Ken, bring your branding hours. Meet me at the office. Yeah, Keep going, Gabe. I, or I'm just going to say I loved this scene. This was probably my favorite scene out of the entire episode. Yes, I. You know, yeah, you know how much I love mysteries? I know you Stories, figuring out who was the culprit. I mean, you know this about me. I mean, yes, I do. CSI. So, yeah. it's like, I, I love the Marissa's moment. Yeah, I love the procedural aspect of it. I was like, yes, we're getting answers. And... Um, I think it was just so well done how it was executed too. Like, here's one brand. It looks like this. Here's Daniel's brand. It looks like this. Here's Tess's brand. It looks like this. But Daniel's so clever enough to make it. Yes. The visual aspect. You're like, whoa. Do you think they did that for real? Like they actually had actual wood box and they did the brand. Do you think, or was that CGI or something? What do you think that was? No, that, that was probably. Okay, it looked it looked real to me. It looked real. I mean, I, could, I just couldn't tell. You just get an iron hot enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To burn wood. Yeah. Um, I loved it. I loved it. Loved how it was executed. You're like, whoa, wow, how nefarious of Daniel to do that, but also brilliant in that criminal way. Like, I mean, Criminal Minds is my favorite show. Like, I love, yes. I love things like this. This was a great scene. It was actually I enjoyed it too. Actually, I really enjoyed it. And what's interesting, it actually actually gave people like you know um, a little education too at the same time about branding. But it turned out Daniel not only was stealing from Kid, he was stealing from from Tess. Yes. I was like, here's my papers. I was done. Let's not know this because I feel like Tess is really like up to date with her right her, her farm as well. And I guess not. I guess she trusted Daniel enough to know that. He wouldn't be stealing. Wow. I was shocked. I also trust him, him, you know, also begs the question, like, Tess, how good is your judgment? <laughs> you know? Or was, it just, or was it just that good? Or, yeah, he was just that good. I'm sure, like, because it seems, you know, that we had that moment where Tess was talking to Daniel and asking him why he would do that. And it seems like he started off as a good employee but just wanted to get things going on his own. Granted, not a very legal way to do it, but I, I mean, maybe he's, yeah, like you said, maybe he just is that good. I was shocked. I thought they would go that direction. I didn't think they actually made him, and he was like, you know, I just want to make something of myself, and he sounded like he was remorseful a little bit, and I was like, but they're taking him out? I guess that's it. I guess that character's gone. Yeah. Daniel Olsen, off the, off the show, I guess he's gone. Well, um, two episodes, that was it. Yeah. yeah. Good, I guess good for him. Um, and at the end, I will say, when Tess showed the picture to Chuck and she started crying, I got I started crying a little bit too. I got very teary eyed. I did. I thought it was a very sweet scene. We saw a softer side of Tess. She just really misses her husband. 
and the way he was taken was horrible apparently yeah she does and you and it just makes me think that maybe tess hasn't always been this cold-hearted and hardened woman i feel like maybe it was after she lost her husband she she put on this exterior um that she's you know unapproachable not as likable but like maybe we don't know what she was like in her past maybe she was the the most nicest caring person up until the moment she lost her husband then i think she just got cold which is you know really sad because we we've seen that happen with people well like the personalities completely change after a traumatic event and it just makes me think maybe this was the moment that or when she was remembering looking looking at this picture remembering like the better times that like maybe she wasn't always this good i know i agree with you that's sad it was, a, it was a nice moment, and she loves her son. And so, so I, as, as of the scorecard, those two are left from that family, and Lily is the only one left from her family. Yeah. Um, and they throw in Ronnie, because he's, he's a brother, um, brother-in-law. So that's, there's those three, there's three stewards, and there's just one Lillian. So I'm just, I don't know what happened. We don't know what happened to the rest. I mean, everybody, I, I just don't, don't know what happened. So that's going to be, I guess let us know, maybe. They'll come behind. Right. Um, so... As a little cute banter with Lillian and Gabe carrying the food over. He's like, I have to feed the prisoner. And he's all cute to you. Blah, blah, blah. It was cute. I thought it was cute. Cute little moment for them, too. Because they really didn't have any scenes this whole episode, really. So it's kind of nice to see them. Passing through scenes. You know, yeah. Really passing ships. Yeah. But because I felt like this episode was more of a Grace and Chuck episode. I agree. I agree. Which is an interesting combination, right? It's because he's from the town. She's new to the town. But she's tied to somebody who's from the town. Like, it was a very interesting way. I, I like it. I like the way you did that. I like that. I like that a lot. I like um, them. What? I like them together. Yeah, me too. And then, of course, the best part of it all, Grace buys the shoes for Vincent. And they're cute shoes, actually. Cute yeah. shoes. And, I'm, and I'm glad it was Grace that bought the shoes. Me too. Because she's the one who worked hard for the money. And she's the one who should get this win. hard for the money. Mm-mm, yeah. mm-mm, so hard. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. But, like, it, this was her moment. Like, and I think that's really establishing, like, she really wants to help these children. Yeah. It's not, and I feel like it's taking off some of the burden from Lillian. Because Lillian was the one doing a lot of this. But now that Grace is really helping and literally adding her two cents to you know, the, the orphanage, I think it's really good for, put Grace in a good position that she's helping the children just as much as everybody else. Why well, I think it's just that it's, it's almost kind of a full circle for her because she's able to do what she had, couldn't get done for herself when she was in that position. Apparently, we're I'm gathering her orphanage experience wasn't the greatest. That's, that's, where kind of getting the, that's where we're kind of getting from the little bits and pieces. Um, and so I think it's a chance for her to say, okay, I can at least turn around too. They need new shoes. I will get them new shoes. And when Vince is like, I never had new shoes in my life. It was like, it made her feel good that she was able to do something that probably didn't happen for her. Yeah. So I thought that was a great full circle moment for her. And so, yeah, I agree with you. I'm glad that Grace was the one who was able to give it the shoes to Vincent. So he has new shoes. You know, the shoes are important, folks. They're important to have. They used to be black, but now they're brown. Now they're brown. I thought like, that, that was so funny. I thought was... Brown and gray do not go together, but yeah. you can't be choosers right now. Yeah, you know. Like I said, they're cute shoes. I don't know. That's fine. Yeah. And that's when Hope calls season three. Episode three. Oh, season three. Episode three. Was season three. Episode three. So we did it. We did it. So it's good. Um, I, like, I like the show. I like the show a lot. I, I, I'm interested to see more episodes. I'm ready to go forward some more. I do. I, I like, you know, if there's more mystery stories, I'm all for it. Any, well, any, can we do this? <clears throat> we did this on the other shows. Now it's time for JLJ Media predictions, predictions, predictions. Do you have any predictions at all, Marissa? You know you're always – anybody who watched our What Cost the Hard App show knows she's usually spot on, which is scary. It's, and she knows nothing. She doesn't know. We don't mean, like, we don't – you know, it's just – it's whatever she – Yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to predict um, because I felt this was a very uh, self-contained episode. I agree. Okay. They answered a big storyline, like, who caught the fire and – Who's, who stole the cattle at the same time? Yeah. So I got both of those questions out of the way. Um, and also, it, I think it, it was more of an establishing, because this is only episode three in the first season. That's true. You're right. I feel like it takes about like 10 solid episodes to like really establish just this is what the show is. Yeah, 
I agree. So it was very self-contained that didn't pose any new questions. But obviously Grace and Chuck are going to get together. And Lily and Gabriel are going to eventually get together too. Have to. Bobby. Come on. They're cute together. So that's it. You guys, thanks for watching us. I want to thank everybody who watched our first episode um, that came out. And we're going to do much more of these. Thank you so much. We enjoy. We love doing We love that you guys love us doing them. We love doing them. Like Hallmark Channel said, they're, they're kind of pushing a show. Like, watch the old shows, the old episodes. After you watch one, then watch our after show right afterwards. So if you watch right at this point, if you watch the first three episodes, watch our after shows and watch them. We'll talk about them. Marissa Serafini, tell they can find you on the interwebs. Everyone can follow me at Serafini TV. That's right. And where can you find me? We're all James Live Juniors are sold at James Live Junior and all social media platforms. That's right. And everyone, in this episode, actually, these shows are on my JLJ Media YouTube channel. Thank you to all the folks who are subscribing to it. Um, you can watch these and the When Calls Card After Show um, past episodes that we've done together. They're all on there under a certain playlist. So there's a When Hope Calls playlist. It's right there. You can watch the episodes like subscribe and i love the comments so please engage with us i love the comments and hearing what you think um i think last week they were like uh what say something something like something you said marissa they commented on so go on there you can look at it what i read the comments and, and someone mentioned that you know they they were, were laughing at the fact that i said megan parsons accent oh, like yes. it sounded terrible and like i actually do feel bad because i was like because i actually looked up that actress oh okay and her and her history she lived in like three different places so it makes sense that like her whole her accent is kind of like split yeah. between yeah. So i love i love it, the character love the character. it's technically a real accent just kind of you know with different elements to yeah. it yes we really have to read the comments read the comments but we, but we're glad so please keep commenting please keep, we love the comments no matter what they are we love the comments and I want to be, what? Keep the interaction going. Yes, keep it going, folks. All you hopefuls out there, just keep doing it. And everyone, please, please, please stay safe and sane out there during this strange time period and watch Hallmark. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.